today with John Phelps from Cruise Phone. And uh, I'm just seconding or what was said at the interview with Mr. Tory Co with, with, with Mr. Corey Tuck what was his first name? Toby, Toby, Toby Corey, Corey, Corey Toby. <laughs> He's done in so many different still, ways still, too. It's still, funny. Still shammered from the <laughs> from the schnapps he brought along. Um, and he, the one thing that when he came on the show and did the interview, basically we didn't understand a word he was saying. Yeah, that sounds about right. And it, one thing that he, we did, the one thing that we did understand what he was saying that it was going to change the world. He is and not. Can, wrong. And I'm here with John Feltz. Can you talk about how you're going to change the world? Yeah, no, Toby. Toby's the got the vision without a doubt. I think what we're building that cruise foam is is really extraordinary. I mean, we love that we're here in Santa Cruz, but I think what we're seeing is just a trajectory around a shift of how people want to change and interact with nature. And what we're really building is this material, this really special material that I would say, you know, is born from surfing, from the ocean, but it's really understanding how we reconnect and how we build a supply chain that works within the natural system. Did so, it begin with surfing? It did, it did. We, uh, the, the joke we like to say is that we had the idea out in the lineup. Um, there's layers of truth to that, yeah. but the, the idea definitely came from surfboards because when you think of surfboards, probably a lot of people know this, but sometimes you just kind of forget you're essentially riding around on a piece of trash. I mean, it's a piece of plastic foam. Yeah. And yeah. It's kind of funny you're connecting with this medium such in a, you know, spiritual way, and then what you're writing is essentially a crazy, you know, representation of what's destroying it. So it's really funny. I just broke one surfboard. <laughs> I just broke a paddleboard surfing at that. A paddleboard? <laughs> I just broke two. What do you but surf on your paddleboard? <laughs> yeah, but I snapped one at that. At, uh, where was I at? Up in Pacifica, that horrible yeah. wave in Pacifica. Yeah. It just broke and hit the ground. But, but you look at it, what the heck am I going to after seeing After that show, I broke the thing. Like, what the heck am I going to do with no. this thing? I know. And it's, it's, what, what am, I've got to take it to the dump, and then what's going to happen to it? It's going to be around for 500 years. Yeah, I know. And it'll just sit there. It'll just sit longer than that, honestly, because it's wrapped in resin. And the, the densified hard resin is going to be even harder for nature to break down. I mean, the one good thing about foam, and it's a slight good thing, it's mostly air. And so there's a lot of material in there, but it also it takes up a lot of material. And that's when you look at landfill and you look at the space. It's going to probably not only be there forever, it's going to take up way more space than a lot of other things. Right. And right. like you look at surfboards and it's, it's kind of sad in a way. You know, when we first started this, I went and talked to a lot of different surfers, a lot of shapers, and some totally get it and some don't. And, you know, a lot of it's business oriented, but seeing the proliferation of more wave storms, more types of foam boards and that, like... I don't want to say yeah. single use, but like the world's biggest really short-term use is yeah. really disheartening. The world's biggest surfboard manufacturers across the street over here. Yeah, really. Right, Costco, right? Oh, oh, yes, obviously. Right. I mean, and that's what we're talking about. I mean, you look at the wave storm, and there's variants of that coming out, and it's kind of just an industry where you're like, man, there can be such better ways to make these materials. And surfboard was the first like, thing, the light that, that set it off. And then now it's now it's everything, right? Now it's everything, you know. I mean, I, since, it's crazy. Since, since Toby came on the show, right? And now I get, a, I get my, my Amazon package. God <laughs> damn it. What, I'm, I'm feeling guilty. It's so but I'm feeling guilty that a pair of socks that I bought is now comes in, you know, all this plastic and crap. Everything's and, missized. You're, nothing's, like, packaged to actually come to consumers. That's the biggest thing. After COVID. No, because I need, you need, I need. That's yes, the, everybody's gonna, getting things delivered to the doorstep that it would have gone to a box store, that they would have gone to a retailer to buy. And yeah. there's the packaging that these brands have developed around 
that distribution is not meant to go to consumer. So that's why you get one piece of furniture, you get one TV, and all of a sudden your trash can is filled with all of this packaging because it's not designed to be managed by right. an individual consumer. And it's 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 really crazy to see how bad it is. So Cruise Foam is? Cruise Foam is a biomaterials technology company that's building, I would say, this revolutionary platform to get rid of these materials. It's that simple. Let's find ways where we take nature's waste, let's upcycle it, and let's create value where it's being lost to really reset the way in which we're blanketing the earth with these man-made materials that aren't going anywhere. Yeah. It's that simple. And how did that come about? Oh, man, I was on a journey up at University of Washington, and I found this equally crazy person named Marco Alandi. Um, some people might know him. He's up at the, the UC now. Um, he, he works in electrical engineering computer science department, but he, I met him up in Seattle. He was a big surfer. Um, still is. He's probably a bigger surfer than me, without a doubt. But he was up there for about eight years, and when I moved up there from Santa Barbara, I think he was just angry at me a little bit because I was getting such good surf, and like, you could just see it, and he'd been up there like desperate for six years, blowing, like driving four miles or four hours out to blown out, Crap, you know, the yeah. Seattle coast, and yeah. we just connected, and we just kind of really bonded, I think, and that love of the ocean, and then he was coming down here, and he was the one that had the crazy idea. Were you idea. both angry? We were both <laughs> sort of angry, you could say, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. for different reasons. Yeah. I was angry because like I was, you know, love Seattle, but then Marco had this incredibly crazy idea where he's like, well, come down to Santa Cruz and let's see what we can do this material. And I was like, oh my God. And it was a hard thing to turn down, but it was it was a good anger to focus and, and see what we could do. This how, how far have you come since you first, what day, what, 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 oh day, what day did you first start? You have a date, you have an anniversary April date? April 4. 2017, I think, is the day we officially got incorporated. And what's different from that, that day to this day? Um, light years. I mean, honestly, when we look at what we were doing then, we were up at the school, I was in this windowless basement lab just by myself, literally testing, tearing apart surfboard blanks, just cutting them up, and then trying to replicate that foam in the lab with just whole heads of shrimp that we were getting sourced at the time. It was insane. And then one of my favorite things is at the time, up at the school, it's such a perfect thing to remember. Right outside my lab is the collection point of all of styrofoam on campus. Yeah. So you just saw these Gaylord boxes just right. lining probably 30 yards of a hallway just overflowing with styrofoam. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of that, and it was like, wow. And at that time, you know, you're making peanuts. I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment. I have a newborn child. I'm delivering pizzas, like trying to keep my head above water. And I look at this now. We have 35 people. Mm -hmm. We're the 50 you got me in front of you. Got right. you in front of me. Can you give me that blue, that, 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 that dolphin? Oh yeah, the, the, the whale that I think is on Jenny's desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, we just spent a week in Climate Week, we have incredible investors, we're, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. It's, I couldn't have never imagined. Some well-known investors too, I, I We got a few, we got a few. Yeah, yeah we got, you know, a, a, a small guy named Leonardo DiCaprio, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, he's, but I mean, look at this. Not only are we, you know, making foam, we're making sea art. creatures out of our foam and art. I mean, you're going to be surprised. We have some exciting stuff coming through this year. We are getting some really interesting activities lined up, different initiatives. I, I think it's going to blow your mind when you see what comes out into yeah. this year into next year. It's exciting. So changing, he wasn't too far off when he said changing the world. I'm not. I'm not. When we look at this problem, I think one of the big things people have kind of ignored and brands and companies and the regulation and customers, you, yeah. people are starting to get angry. You look yeah. at this enormous amount of plastic, you look at this enormous amount of waste. Well, I didn't realize it's, it until it's I, I, I didn't realize that I talked to, to, to have the interview at the yeah. boardroom. I didn't, yeah. didn't have, you know, it's I knew, crazy. 
And you, I, I did. I didn't have a, you know, no idea. I just took. You need to go to the dump. No. I go to the dump. I know. I know. And it's what's really insane is you just start really compounding that. You're like one person and I have one product. It's like, how many times are you going to order a product in your life? How many people live in Santa Cruz? Right. And you just start doing that math, and it gets really scary. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> does the public know enough about recycling as far as what we can recycle, what we can't recycle? No. 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 I, I think it's, it's unfortunate, but I think the systems that have been built around packaging are really short, not short-sighted, but are always going to fall short just because the amount of chaos. Like we just said, one person, one product, one packaging you consume is so incredibly high how are we ever going to be able to collect it effectively? How are we ever going to be able to recycle it effectively? It's just really, really tough, especially when nobody wants to invest in it. And that's with our material. We right. designed that from the beginning to this, know this, that's not going to This work right here, what's going to happen to that? And uh, what can happen to that? This will break down in natural environments. Uh, right now, you throw it in your home compost. You throw it in your garden. I mean, this can dissolve. The idea is, you know, our first products that we're putting out there are curbside recyclable. Yeah. You know, when we work with paper. But we really want to understand you know, how we can make products that work within the natural systems that they're going to go into. And it's, it's, most packaging has extremely low recycling rates, and unfortunately most of it ends up in countries where there isn't even recycling available. Right. And so then you start right. thinking about it, it's like, why are we designing this to be only recyclable? We should be transcending that. We should really be understanding how these materials, like I said, should be able to return to nature, not be forced to have to. You got a question, Peter. What would you ask him? Come <laughs> on, well, you're part of the gang. <laughs> after packaging, what is the most? <laughs> after packaging, what is the most important thing to tackle? That's interesting. You know, I think if you're looking at a specific application, a certain market, it'd probably be construction. I would say construction is twice the size and the materials it uses, just in foam, compared to packaging. Constructing what? Buildings. Okay. Really? Insulation. Insulation. Right. A lot of right, molding. Right, right. Okay. A lot of detailing you'll see these days. You yeah. think it's wood. It's foam. There's a lot of foam that people don't realize. And I think you look at modular buildings, you look at developing countries, you look at the lead, you know, green building. That's where I see a lot of need to really shift that supply chain. But I mean, we've chatted and I think ultimately the way we look at this, we want to be application be applied to different applications, different markets, but we really want to build, like I said, a platform that really allows the greater supply chain to transition, be it a construction, be it packaging, be it your iPhone, be it the cushioning in that seat, be it automotive. We want to understand how we provide materials on a greater scale at cost and at volume that can perform. How was that day when you sat down and go, you know what, this is, we can change everything. As you said, with all the packaging, how was that day that you go, we can change this, 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 this? Wait a minute. How about, how, about, how about 500 things? No, wait a minute. How about 5,000 things? It's funny. It, it, it took a while. You know, you started, like I said, April 4, 2017 was like the day we said, we're going full on on this, where we're not turning back. I probably didn't have that moment, I would say, until about two and a half years later. It was end of 2019, going to 2020, ironically, right before COVID, but we got, I sent one of my employees off to Thailand to get our first large piece of machinery. He brought it back, and the day that landed, I just knew it wasn't going to be the same. I knew we were going to be there. It just, it just palpably felt it in my core. It's, it's so interesting to see. Well, a lot of it comes from our customers too. Yeah. I mean, we get people hearing about Cruise Home and they write in and they say, "Can we use it for that or yeah. this or that?" And that's we get so many insane. interesting ideas. I mean, a company that makes packaging or like Amazon, because I'm just, I'm just a dumb guy yeah. here. But can you, you can, can you, you, can you use the machinery, the same machinery as they already have? Yeah. Right. They don't have to go to Thailand and get. 
no. spend ten million dollars on no. on machinery. No, I mean honestly, we're talking to people and producers, phone producers in France, with some extremely interesting luxury brands. We are chatting with you know producers in Latin America, and Mexico. So this worldwide. Yes, and that's the whole. That's how it has to work. It's that. Yeah. Simple. I mean, it's like it's 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 that simple. It's incredibly hard to do, but to change these supply chains, you can't tear them down and build them all up again. You're going to get too much friction. You get too much barriers of entry, and it's just the way it's been built. We have to find ways to work within that system, wow. and that's what we've done. Yeah, yeah. exciting. It's the precipice. So this is the moment. Door, walking through the door here every day must be pretty. Must be pretty. It exciting. is. It is. When I do get to walk through it, unfortunately, I, I get to spend less and less time here, which is you know. A shame, but when I do come here, it's pretty incredible. Every day I walk in here, it seems like I'm seeing something new. What do you What do you see yourself? Just just a normal like five one year from now. One year from I now, I see the same thing about one year from now and then five years from now. Yeah, uh, one year from now, honestly, I see us having an incredible impact with our first market entry here in North America, really changing the culture and the e-commerce and the block embrace, looking at the electronics and working with Whirlpool, Rivian, these guys. When I look at you know beyond that, going into the say one to five year. It's about launching to that international space. Like we already know the interest is there. A lot of these industries, a lot of these geographies are further ahead than North America yeah. as far as sustainability, as far as manufacturing green materials. Right. We make that jump. We've. Yeah, I mean, it's. Do you, do you have hurdles? Honestly, you have. Do you have any hurdles? Well, not that. <laughs> right. We had some in the past. You could definitely say. I mean, first it was finding out. You know, can this material do what we want it? And then it's understanding what the actual market fit is. And then it's understanding who's the team that's going to get this done. And then it's actually who's going to give us money at the end of the day. And good, goodness, it was so difficult in the early days to build and understand the network of venture capital. And then ultimately, it's at that point, it's really just keeping the focus. Because when we first started this and saw some daylight, like Leslie said, we get a reach out for people to make, you know, Anywhere from lotion bottles to you know giant like outboard motor packaging yes. and then World construction washing machine. Yeah, and so you're like, okay, we can't do all of this. Yeah. And then it was focusing, and then just like I said, getting that team to execute, and you know you need some things to fall your way too. Like the legislature market started to really catch up. As terrible as COVID was, it really opened people's eyes to these horrendous issues around supply chains that they just didn't see previously. Right. And you see this karmic level of events really culminating and you know you just see like you have something special really happening obviously very excited about your own thing but you, investors were hard to come by or easy to come by early it, days it, it early days it was tough early days it was tough but those first two and a half years i think two things a lot of people didn't really understand climate tech investing you know 2017 they were kind of starting to dabble but it wasn't quite there yeah and then honestly i think a lot of the shift away from software going into 2020 end of the COVID, end of the manufacturing, people kind of understood like a lot of these problems, like supply chains, like literally broke down during COVID. And so I think for us, that was a real eye opener for what we were building. And then it was just getting the right network. We got involved with the thing called Sustainable Ocean Alliance. There's this guy named Tom Chi. He's the original Google X guy. He was one of our first investors. Yeah. And that just changed everything. Yeah. That changed everything. You come out of Santa Cruz, California. It's crazy. Right? I know. Who would have thought? I just did an interview with Joby. Who would have thought? I know. It's only funny to see Joby across the street. We're like, we're coming for you, Joby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our stay soon. But it's amazing what comes out of this town. You know? it's, 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 I mean, you look at Booker, you look at Bowie, you look at all these companies, and it's like, that's why we were coming in. Bowie was just kind of like getting the legs and they got acquired. And like Harry, you know, the CEO of that was one of our first mentors. And I look at what I was engaging and learning with for then, and then I look at what we have now, and I'm like, it's, not even the same. 
not even close. That, you know Rich Novak? You know Rich? Yeah. You know, Rich said, you always said, you know, they think, people think Santa Cruz is a being a brand, not a town. Yeah. And in fact, it's a, people realize it's a town. It's, it's, and, a, it's and, a whole and, ethos. It's and, a whole and, uh, culture of all this. All this and I get, I'm lucky because I get to interview people and talk to people I've not long ever get to talk to. Yeah. But it's amazing the number of you sit in the line and go, excuse me. I always ask people. I know, I know. What do you do? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 there's always a one that comes to mind named Don Bostic. I don't know if you know Don Bostic. It sounds familiar, but so, no. Don Bostic stuffs Capitola. He used to. He had two dogs. He was always called Two Dog Don. <laughs> so, hey, so, Don, what, what do you do? Uh, well, I, some skateboarding stuff. What kind of skateboarding stuff? You know, he's very quiet and, uh, well, some, do some, I put on some games, some, some events. What kind of events you put on? Oh, the X Games. What the shit? Just say, next to you, I have a Capitola. Just that little game. Not saying one word. You know, you know and, it's a, and it, that's an example of all yeah. these amazing people come out of this town. It's true. It's true. Right? I mean, I mean, Toby's a good example. You look at Toby and it's like, meeting him early on, I'm like, who is this crazy, insane person? Absolutely insane. insane, but his vision, <laughs> his his drive is yeah. absolutely bar none, and you just see how he focuses that insanity. Yeah, it's and you guys took some video out of that. I think you put it for Instagram because we were like, what? No, I know, I know, I know. I can only imagine with some shops in the morning. Well, like, a few honestly. of us around here speak Toby, so you understand. We, a few of us around here speak speak, Toby. You don't so speak Toby. Yeah, we, we do, so you we understand. Toby. Yes. Yes. Language. It is. It is. Right. <laughs> Oh, I guess I, I hope to get I get to interview him again. No, yeah, no, right. and Marco too next time. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah Marco's a character. Yeah. So that's it. So I wanted to ask you. I probably got more later oh. on. Thank Always you. To get stuff, but hey. Arsenal next time. Oh my God. Man City, Arsenal. Do you think you're gonna? Right. Do you think you're gonna win the Premier League? After that game, I don't know. I, I said it to my wife before that game. I said Can this is the title decider. It's this early. If we win, just because we have the confidence. If we lose, then it'll be down the same pathway that we've gone down every the last 20 years, honestly. Yeah. I mean, this is the 20th season. Yeah. This is the invincible. This is the season. This yeah. is it. This yeah. is going to happen. I mean, Tottenham ain't going to stay up there. No chance. Good luck to your team. I'm not rooting for him. I know. You can still say good luck. I'm not going to root for your team. Could you take any, could he be any slower? Dude, he was supposed to be the guy that had the the, the, the control with his feet distribution. Oh. He's almost given away three goals oh, on this, oh, like, oh, no school passes out to nobody. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> He's not even under pressure. So you have a whole show on Premier League soccer. Oh, absolutely. Soccer. You guys should have <laughs> a whole show more often. Yes, easily, honestly. But best sport and tenth best sport. I mean, Without I watched the 90 game. I must have done watching the 90 game. But it was over at half time. I'm like, it's over. Yeah. No. Premier League not like that. No. No. Thanks for the time. Cheers. Appreciate it.